Hello everybody, it's James Lindsay and you're listening to New Discourses Bullets where I give a bullet point type summary or a short summary of a single topic from woke Marxism that you need to understand so that we can defeat this thing. And I want to talk about, yet again, diversity, equity, and inclusion. I keep looking for different ways to frame it, to actually tell you what diversity, equity, and inclusion are. In fact, one of the, I think the very first, if not the very first bullet in this series that I've been doing as a podcast series was about diversity, equity, and inclusion, or at least about equity or equity and inclusion, something, I don't know, some of these DEI letters. DEI currently, as I record this now in uh, early 2024, is on the rocks. It is getting pummeled on the ropes, in fact, like a boxing match, and it's not doing well. But we, we've still got to get a clear enough understanding to be able to go after it. Um, I'm still hearing people that are waking up to it, identifying it as somehow racist and all this other stuff. And yes, it does that. Yes, of course, it violates Civil Rights Act. And people are waking up to that. And that's fantastic. And it's now, I think, in a position to where it's probably just going to lose. DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion is going to lose. Uh, I've done, done podcasts and talks explaining for several years now that the words diversity and inclusion at least don't mean what they say and that equity doesn't mean what it sounds like. And usually it goes like that equity works out to be socialism. Diversity is an excuse to hire political officers or commissars and inclusion is a, is, is a set of conditions that allow for censorship and purges to make sure that you have full ideological conformity in the uh, environment. I want to elaborate on that. In fact, what I want to do is tell you that DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, should actually be called by three other words. Now, I don't know that we need another acronym, but it would be PRA, as I've laid it out. And what it actually is, is that diversity doesn't mean diversity. Diversity means politicization. It means making the environment political on purpose. That's what they mean by diversifying. They mean politicizing. Equity, I'm going to argue, means redistribution. That's a very easy argument. We're going to come back to that one first because it's so easy. And inclusion, I'm going to give in the letter A. It doesn't mean including. It means accommodating. And there's a purpose to that accommodation, which is a, a, a thing that communists and all other militant ideologies do, which is called a renormalization. And I'll discuss these three points briefly to lay out that, in fact, diversity, equity, and inclusion is Marxist code that means politicizing, redistributing, and accommodating. And I mean accommodating militant tyrants, the most intolerant of the intolerant. Okay, so let's do equity is redistribution first. Equity is means to redistribute is very easy just by looking at the definition. The definition of equity in an administrative context. There's equity in finance and all that. This is different. This is administrative equity. And in an administrative context, equity means a administered system. That's a nice set of syllables. It means a bureaucracy. An administered system in which participants are made equal by adjusting shares. I actually said that differently than I normally do, but the point is that it depends upon adjusting shares to make the various participants equal. In other words, it is not about equality. It is about redistribution of shares so that there's equality on the outcome side. It is, some people say it's not about equality of access, it's about equality of outcomes. And that's correct. 
but the way that's achieved is through redistribution of shares, opportunity, access, and so on. They use a number of lies to get in the door. This isn't necessarily the place that I wanted to review those, but the biggest one is they say, you're, you must be racist or you must accept that access is the problem. And here's how that works. They say, we, we, we want equity, which means equal outcomes. We look at the outcomes, we see the outcomes are not equal, and so if we take the assumption that all of the inputs are equal, which you must do or you're a racist, then it must be that the outcomes are unequal because the access is unequal. That's their bogus logic, and you can easily see the bogus logic. All of the inputs are not equal, and it's not racist to call out that for any number of different reasons, the inputs are not equal. They dodge the fact of the overwhelming, clearest, most visible variables. Some of those variables, the most important one is the stability of home life on, on outcomes. That touches into every one of these dimensions. They, within the realm of sex, they ignore that there are sex differences, including psychological sex differences between men and women. Aptitudes sometimes vary. Interests seem to vary more. They ignore these facts. And so they are pinning you into a false accusation of racism if you don't buy their access to outcomes pipeline argument, and thus you fall for it. But what they're actually doing is redistributing access. They're redistributing and also just redistributing outcomes. We'll just get rid of grades for equity. Let's uh, give bonus points. Let's. I think it just came out uh, recently that the FAA... Uh, federal, federal, was it Federal Aviation Administration? Um, so airplanes <laughs> was teaching people secret code words to move to the front of the line for pilots under DEI. And one of the code words was the class I did the worst in or failed the most or something like that was science. And so they were using that as a code to screen for uh, racial and primarily racial minorities, but maybe also uh, women and maybe also, but probably not sexual minorities mostly racial minorities, and they would get jumped to the front of the line by this. So that's just a redistribution of access to pilot school, but it's also a redistribution of outcomes in terms of hiring. And we see this all over the place. So equity is redistribution. That's very easy to understand. Very simple. And there's the lie. I'm not going to go into all the details about all the lies that they use on these others. But equity is an administered system in which shares are adjusted. That's redistribution. So that outcomes are made equal or so that participants are made equal. So it's a equity equals redistribution is a very easy argument. When they call for equity, they're saying we will redistribute. Equity can be hidden in the words for all or for every or for everyone. We're going to have a system that's fair for all students, all applicants, for it's fair for all participants. That means that they assume that they're not, it's not already fair and they're going to redistribute shares in order to make it fair for all. This is a very simple, um, very simple trick that they use again and again. Okay, so equity is redistribution. Diversity, my argument is that it's to politicize. To call for diversification is to politicize an environment. Well, they tell you, for example, Ibram Kendi says it in his Politico piece. I think it's also in his book. I'd have to look again and see that what you're actually looking for with diversity is expertise in diversity. Well, that means political officers. Uh, when you look at the hiring, because they can't violate the silver, they, they do, but like 
when they have to publish their hiring criteria, say for a university or a public institution, they have to explain, you know, what they're looking for. And they say that they're not hiring for race, sex, or other characteristics because of civil rights law. In fact, they are hiring for expertise in diversity. That's a political officer. But what diversity means is bringing in diversity, not of views or backgrounds, but rather diversity of politics. And the this is at a very core level. This isn't like Republican and Democrat diversity, conservatives and liberals or whatever. That's not what this is. What it means is people who believe in the American system and people who don't. And diverse means people who don't or have a higher probability of not. And therefore, what happens is that means bringing in activists. Diversity means activists or a higher probability of being an activist or a higher probability of being able to be radicalized through subsequent DEI training into being an activist. That politicizes the environment. So diversity means bringing in political actors that will make it intrinsically a political environment. The the logic is the personal is political when it comes to identity politics. So diversity means bringing in different people whose personal become so important to them that they force everybody around them to agree and cause all kinds of problems using critical theories of identity. But their their personal is their political. And so that's really what diversity is about. So diversity means to politicize, to create the conditions and excuses to bring political actors and political consciousness and political focus, which is taking off of work focus into your institution whether that's work, I should say, or learning, because it could be in a school as well. And so then we have diversity is to politicize, equity is to redistribute, and what I'm saying is inclusion is accommodate. Now that one's a weird word because accommodation sounds nice, but this is when you hear that language. We just want a place where everybody feels like they belong. We need an inclusive environment. What they mean is, let's say it's a feminist. And the feminist says, I need to be included. And you say, well, that's fine. And they say, of course, because they're a feminist. They don't say you need to include feminists up front. They say you need to include women. But by women, they mean feminists. So you let the feminist woman in on the pretext that she's a woman. And so fine, whatever. So now she's entered into your space. This could be any woke radical, by the way. I'm just using feminists as an example It's with all of these. This is literally how critical race theory established itself as a field in law um, by doing the same thing using race instead. So it could happen anywhere. So once they come in, everything in the universe offends them and they make noise about it. And they say, this is not a place that's safe for women. This is not a place where women can feel comfortable or truly thrive. In other words, you have to accommodate us. And the language is, this is not an inclusive space. To be an inclusive space, it must accommodate the radicals' sensitivities. They are sensitive to some kind of, this isn't something like, you know, people making horrifically, you know, racist or sexist jokes that I'm talking about. This isn't like bringing strippers to the office party after hours or something that might make people feel sexually harassed. Talking some basic stuff, you know, very benign comments or whatever. And now all of a sudden they're going to be your community guidelines are going to be written by uh, this recalcitrant person. And the everybody's going to be forced to retool the environment to accommodate the person who's going to complain all the time about stuff that's often not legitimate because it's seen from the radical critical perspective. So you're forced to accommodate now the ideology, not the person. And the person is because the personal is political. The ideology is transformed into the person as though 
their ideology and who they are are the same thing. That's why it's identity politics. They learn to identify with their politics, and then they're offended all the time, and you have to accommodate their offense all the time. This has a, a name. The process is actually renormalization. I just don't want to have a super long word nobody knows when I lay out that it, what diversity, equity, and inclusion also stands for or really stands for. Renormalization is when you have somebody who is completely intolerant to other views and they are in a group and it's just so much easier for everybody to give in and do what the intolerant person wants. The kind of paradigm example is the you know, 14-year-old daughter who becomes vegan. I've given this example a billion times. Maybe it's not the best one, but whatever. And she's not going to eat anything except whatever vegetables now and probably like Pop-Tarts or something because it's somehow healthy because it's not animals. But this is the only thing she can eat. And everybody else in the family now has to deal with the fact that you have a completely intolerant person around food. So whoever's making the meals, supposing you're having family meals, now has to accommodate this particular strict dietary perspective, which can be difficult in terms of getting enough nutrition and calories, or in fact, having to make two meals for two different parts of the family or make, you know, awkward meals or all the meat now has to be cooked off to the side. So casseroles or all the things that you're easier to do out. And it forces the whole family to start more often, in fact, eating vegan and then rationalizing why they're eating vegan, or maybe even becoming vegan just to make things simpler. Well, if you want meat, you have to go out and get it. We're not going to do it at home because we have to accommodate the intolerant daughter. That's accommodation. But the point is that the accommodation around intolerance is a renormalizing force. In other words, it's creating new norms for the institution or group. So with inclusion, that's why it justifies censorship and purges. People come in, they say that they need to be included because of who they are, and then they demand you accommodate their politics. And if you don't accommodate their politics, they accuse you of being the problem that keeps people like them, not just them with their stupid politics, people like them out. People who look like them, people who are the same sex as them, people who um, have sexual proclivities like theirs, whatever it is. People who want to behave in the way they want to behave, people, whatever you you get the you get the idea. And if you don't include them, there's the inclusion. Then you're the problem. So inclusion isn't actually accommodation for the purpose of renormalizing. That means when you put these things together, the point, actually, just the point of inclusion, is to change the values of an organization around the activists. The point of diversity is to bring the activists in, but primarily also it's to fracture the unity that previously existed in the institutional space. Because when you have fractured unity, you grow a desire for unity. Well, we just want to get things calm. We want to get back to work. We want to get back to like not fighting all the time. We don't want stress all the time. God, it's just easier to cook a vegan meal than fight every night over dinner. And see, that's how you end up getting renormalization around politization, politicization. There's too many syllables with S sounds in that word. And that's the diversity and inclusion working together. The ideology they're working toward, though, is equity, which is redistribution to people that are held up as the uh, victims uh, of society, or in other words, the uh, benefactors of their ideology. Uh, so 
which means in practice them, not the people on beha- on whose behalf they speak. So for what do I mean by that? It's abstract. So Mao, for example, did it, Mao Zedong in China in the CCP said he was doing everything for the workers and the peasants, the people. But the people, the workers and the peasants were mostly starving and having a bad time anyway. But the revolutionary cadres, the revolutionary leaders, revolutionary soldiers were doing a lot better. The revolutionary intellectuals. They were the people that were going up the ranks of the party and getting communist posts. Those people actually had a living. Everybody else didn't. The peasants and the workers certainly didn't. They got treated terribly. They were just a uh, pair of tokens that he was holding up and doing things in their name. Same thing within sexual politics. Queer activists demand accommodation for other queer politics in the name of uh, gay people. Same thing with feminism. Feminists demand accommodation for women when really it's only their sensibilities that are truly being offended. And they're very good at getting some of the members of the token class to believe that they're working in their best interests and thus to take up the arguments as well and cause that political division inside that causes the desire for unity, that causes the renormalization around the accommodation demanded through inclusion. And the goal is to achieve equity, which is redistribution to them, because they're the enlightened people who know how to divvy up resources, you know, one for me, one for them, two for me, one for them, 10 for me, one for them, and so on, so that it's a more fair and equitable space. In other words, it's also a grift. So DEI is not just a grift in the sense that it's fraudulent in terms of what it brings in, but it's also fraudulent in terms of the people who become its coordinators um, are unfairly empowered and then end up getting paid a lot more than they should. So it's a grift in in both of those ways. So I hope we understand that DEI is not diversity, equity, and inclusion in practice. It is a code that means through or in the name of diversifying, we're going to politicize this environment. And I think everybody who's experienced DEI in their institution or life knows that's what it accomplishes. We're going to politicize the environment around the unfair distribution of access and resources. So therefore, we need to make those more equitable, which is to say we need to redistribute power and other types of shares to make the participants more equal. So you have politicizing the environment around a goal of redistributing resources, and it's achieved through demanding accommodation for intolerant views and ideologies. And that accommodation achieves a goal called a renormalization. And that's what inclusion is for. So diversity, equity, and inclusion is more accurately to politicize, to redistribute, and to force accommodation for intolerant views. And those three things together are Marxist praxis. They are a Marxist tool to transform an environment or an institution to Marxist values. That's why it's diversity in the first place, diverse to the existing cultural hegemony, which means bringing in radical activists who are outside of that cultural hegemony, who by definition, therefore hate that cultural hegemony and want to subvert or undermine or disrupt or dismantle or destroy it.